Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, girlies. <laughs> I feel so sick because I can't stop eating chocolate like a little pig. And then just then I um, had eaten this entire big block of my favorite, which is Black Forest. The best, <laughs> the, the best chocolate in the world. Um, and then I was like, and then I went to the, to the, actually, I need to show you a hat I bought. It's nowhere near as good as out. Oh, fuck, I can't. Oh, I'll just have to read it out to you just so that everyone else can can hear the description at the same uh-huh. time um but it's a i went to the this will link back to chocolate but i went to the bp and bought a cap and it has los angeles on it in pink and it's leopard print wow that's so special why can't you show me are you hiding it away are you gate are you gatekeeping i can't show you because i just realized that i've used it very uh diy situation ha- happening here i've used it to prop up our clothes horse which broke and is holding all my wet washing um but then i went and bought because i didn't want to buy a big block of the chocolate and i bought a fruit and nut bar Yuck. which you obviously would hate so i much. most hated i was just saying before we recorded that zach bought during the snowstorm it was really cute and special we went out and got some hot chocolate <laughs> So hot chocolate so is so nice. so nice when it snows in London. I know. And then Zach bought some secretly, like a little stealth, bought some Tony's Chocoloni and I saw it and I just had no willpower. I just ate it and ate it and ate it. And then 10 minutes later, I was like rolling around on the bed, like like the exorcist. And I was being like, why did you buy it? Why? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah, I know. It has no place in the home. I can't, I can't like literally have it so it's behind me in the fridge right now and i can't stop thinking about it it's fruit and nuts not even yum yeah i love that you bought a bad such a sweet flavor to try and dissuade you from eating it well it wasn't really it was just that they didn't have my favorite flavor in a small size and i like literally couldn't buy another big size because i feel so sick from devouring the last one so then i thought this was a good i thought it was kind of similar I also feel like a grandma buying that one. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of, it can be your thing. It's chic if you believe it. Fruit and nut. Any other fruit and nut girls out there? No. You just said that to an empty and silent (laughs) room. Um, I haven't had Black Forest. Next on the list. What? Yeah. The fuck? Is it like a, it's like a. It's just like a deer, you know, you know, Cadbury. Yeah. What are the, what are the ingredients? <laughs> Little kind of biscuit, biscuit Ooh. bits. Um, And then this weird chewy raspberry thing, which I feel like would put you off. Do you like a raspberry? It's kind of like raspberry biscuit. It's delicious. I can't believe you haven't had it. It was such a thing in New Zealand. Was it? Yeah. Growing up, yeah. No. Anyway, anything else to report? Otherwise, I'm going to get into telling you about my first, my recommendation. I'm 
genuinely very excited to hear about this because I feel like everyone's talking about AI. I don't understand it. I don't know what's happening. I'm scared. I'm like a boomer that's scared of technology. Okay, so firstly, this begins at a, a different point, and this begins at me discovering while trying to find something to listen to the new podcast, not the new podcast, the podcast by Vox, and it's called Today Explained. And basically, this has been my conundrum for ages where I want to listen to informative podcasts and don't just want to listen to shit talking all the time. But I find The Daily quite boring sometimes. I find Today in Focus just like a lot of the time the topics they pick aren't something that's like grabbing me mm-hmm. from the offset. I know once I dive in, I'll be interested, whatever. Vox's Today Explained, there's like 30-minute episodes. They release them every day, so you can kind of flick through and find one that you like. And I listened to one about influencer um, parenting, like how what the rights are for these kids when their mums have started – them on Instagram when they're ki- when they're too young to like actually consent or know what's going on, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they they talked to this woman who started her kid on Instagram when she was like three months old, and now the kid is massive, is making million dollar deals. She's like ten now. She has a YouTube channel. She's huge on Instagram, yeah. and then she was just in that Bullet Train movie with Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt. So now she's become like an actor because she's so famous. And it was just really funny because the guy was be- the guy was really good because he was pressing her. But she was just like, you know, we wouldn't make her do anything she doesn't want to do. She's really happy. She's enjoying it. Oh, yeah, because the 10-year-old's like fully aware of like what they do and don't want to do and can communicate it clearly. I know. And then she was like, we always t- – like we explain to her where the videos go and she knows that people view them. And the guy was like, yeah, but like she doesn't really understand the gravity of it. She can't conceptualize yeah. like ten million pedos. What ten million people yeah. look like? Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was really interesting. And then um, I listened to another one on how we've just hit eight billion humans. Congrats to us! No. Why do we not have more listeners of the Congrats pod? To the Huns. That is too many. How have we still got so many people coming when like no one wants to have kids anymore? Everyone's like anti. Well, that w- that's kind of what was interesting about it, and I'm going to like butcher this because I was listening to it kind of I was listening to it as I was running which is quite hard, kind of hard to like take everything in but basically they were saying that what's interesting is in Europe and kind of these westernized countries and I guess China because they've had that one child rule for ages um the population is especially in Europe and like yeah western countries the birth rate is declining for the first time ever um it's been going down recently and in countries um like Africa, it's been booming. And then they were they were talking on the podcast about how because places are just so like anti-immigration, what that will mean if like in Africa they end up having like this huge population boom in terms of like tech industry over there and like just just like mm-hmm. the center of the world kind of shifting. The financial markets in Africa Massive. are like yeah. completely exploding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the tech yeah. the tech yeah. companies over there are like exploding as well. And if they have all of these young innovative people while everywhere in Europe's like getting older because we're not having kids anymore um they were just talking about how this massive shift could have it could occur which would be like super interesting yeah the west is in decline I just saw like do you see that video of Joe Biden talking to (laughs) it's so funny Elton John and he's like this man here and he like can't even string a sentence together and he's like this man here is the reason that uh, we spend $6 billion teaching people about AIDS. Like he just screams AIDS in Elton John's face and he's just like, and Elton John's like, what is currently <laughs> happening? And I'm like, how is this the leader of the no. free world? Like America is a fucking mess and it's going to be him versus Donald Trump, like two geriatric dementia-addled lunatics. Yeah, well, exactly. At the next election. <laughs> of course, there's a gap in the market for like anywhere else to take home. Seriously. Um. So yeah, I listened to that one and a bunch of others and then – yeah, I listened to one about how the tech boom is over, which kind of leads into what my next <laughs> topic of conversation. Um, and then just just then I went to um, look at it to remember which ones I'd listened to. And literally today, without me know- knowing, they released one about AI. Oh. You're on it. Wait, I just need to say, because this is so funny, this is exactly why I don't listen to Today in Focus. I've got it up on my Spotify. The last four episodes, can we prevent an ecological collapse? Should you freeze your eggs? Building bunkers for the end times. Yeah. And 
why are so many workers going on strike? I'm like, why does any? Why would anyone want to listen to these horrible, horrible? I know. Podcasts? And then the Daily is just like <laughs> talking about the polls and like this tiny midwestern town yeah. every time. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking hell. So yeah, Fox today explained is really interesting. And then they also have one about today unexplained, which is like um, a market trying to put them on, thinking I'd be interested in them, but it was like ghosts. And I was like, I don't care. I want to listen to. Yeah, no, or like just ghosts. things like that, like un- unexplained mysteries. I was like, I'm not very curious at the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in mysteries yeah. either. Um, they can say like drama. Um, so the other thing that I was kind of half ass thinking we could maybe talk about this week and then it kind of just like became this bigger thing was how everyone has been downloading that photo generating AI avatar app called Lensa AI. So have you been seeing this on your Instagram at all? I, I've been seeing like chatter around it, but I, I really, really don't understand Okay, so it. what I was seeing for a, like a week or so were people uploading these avatar versions of themselves, like selfies of themselves, and um, not really understanding what it was. And then I found out that it was Lensa, which has been around since 2018. And then in November this app started a self-portrait generator and basically what you do is you upload like 10 to 20 photos of yourself to this app and then it spits out a hundred AI generated avatars for you to use like for god knows what fucking reason so that there's all these different categories so one's like anime one's mystical one's stylish one's rock star and I have a special treat for you <gasps> did you create it no even better Amar did um, so I'm going to forward you his. They're so fucking feral. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So Stop. Izzy, stop. <laughs> no, the first one. Which is the worst one? The second? Yes, so third? if you press play, it goes down and there's ones of him topless, which obviously isn't his body, which is like another part of it. Um, so the, I just saw today. Mystical. When I was like, mystical. Sty- the stylish ones are the worst. The stylish ones are the best. This is the ick in, in an app. This is the ick in, in, a, in a short video. A superhero. Wait, who wants, like, I'm surprised these. this is catching on. Like, who who's in the market for these? Are people doing it kind of as a joke? Because it's just funny. Yeah, people are doing it because it's funny. I don't, I don't really, I, I don't get it. I was like, I was just like, I don't understand why people are doing this. Um, But you, so he did I was like, did you pay for this? And he said he got a free trial and then cancelled it. Mm-hmm. Likely story. Yes, but on the cut, they say that the app's free to download, but in order to generate your magic avatars, you need to pay $3.99 US dollars gets you 50 and $5.99 gets you 100 It's really weird and random. Um, and kind of like I, I when I noticed people were doing it, I was like, is this a topic or – is it just kind of random? But then the cut also did this other piece on it, talking about how like all of w- heaps of women who use Lensa, and you're only uploading selfies basically of your face, not body shots. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how like all the women avatars come back with huge tits, like really, Ooh. really kind of misogynist. The way women are portrayed as these avatars are like really, really sexual. So they wrote about yeah. that. It's got this kind of, yeah, that like weird aesthetic vibe. Yes. I don't know if co- it's not cosplay, but it's got that weird thing. Like mythical. It's got that vibe of those like graffiti walls. Yeah. There's like colorful graffiti walls outside like burger shops. And these tech things are always made by like slightly socially awkward, horny men in their 20s, which is why all of the tech is the way it is. <laughs> well, yes, but what makes this more creepy grace is that this wasn't made by i mean obviously men made the app but what it is is Mm -hmm. it's an ai doing it so it's artificial intelligence the no so the ai what (laughs) the ai (laughs) is getting so the programs and this is this is true for all ai and that's what create that's this is like another crazy thing about them like taking all our data and us just being like whatever like yes 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 to facebook and like instagram uh. stealing our data because we want to upload photos and we've gotten so used to it that we like don't even we just we, it's like a joke now that they're stealing our data but what they're doing with this data is training ai with it so these ai are being trained on like unfiltered internet content 
And so they're basically saying that, like, in this piece for the cut, they were like, Lentz AI reflects the biases humans incorporate into images they produce. So in other words, it learned from watching us and, like, heaps of just horny women online. Oh, my God. That is so fucking fascinating. This is the thing that's so scary about AI is people who sell the dream of AI try to say it's, like, this objective scientific thing that doesn't have, like, human flaws in it. But obviously anything that humans build, even if it's a third-party technology, is just going to be filled with all of these biases that we have. And online we subconsciously – perform them even when we think we're not well that was what we were talking about remember ages ago on the face did a piece and they were talking about um how there was something about when you like put into one of the oh my god i'm gonna butcher this but basically it was like saying when you're like who are the most world's most beautiful people to like the ai bot the ai bot always does white people because it's like all yes. of these like biases and like the all of the races aggregating online, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, so there's been this Lenser thing, and then at the same time, literally like this week, people have been using this new chatbot called ChatGPT, and it's made by OpenAI, which is like one of the most progressive and and, and very clever companies when it comes to AI, like the AI bots they have created already are fucking creepy, Grace, and I have to like tell you about them in a minute. And <laughs> chat GPT is like one of the most advanced versions of its type. And it's another app and similar to like replicate AI. Remember that thing that everyone's dating the AIs and they're like yes. in romantic yeah, yeah, relationships yeah. with yeah, them. That was amazing. Yeah. People are using it to speak to it. And then also like to do things like generate poems or professional emails that seem like they were written by a human. And it's learned to mimic humans by analyzing our recipes and our social media posts and our product reviews and texts from everyone on the internet. So you could like get it to write your essays for you. And (sighs) they said on this Vox Explained thing, which I started listening to just now, that it took Netflix more than three years to reach three million users and it took ChatGPT three days. It's so... There's something so scary about the infiltration of AI. Here's my theory about like the collapse of humankind. I feel like our generation, all of the men in particular, grew up addicted to porn. And that's why you have this huge now like gap in or as so many women are deciding to be single and reproductive rights are going down and like dating just sounds like a fucking nightmare. Those men that are like struggling to date real women because they've grown up obsessing over internet porn the next frontier to now like fill their appetite is like ai bots and ai sex which is even more cutting off human relationships and promoting misogyny Mm -hmm. and things are just going to get really really bad i feel well so there's that yes that could happen and then also then i started watching (laughs) youtube clips about how basically there's like a debate quietly or i guess in this in this like ai world about whether ai is a sentient or not already oh God. no so yes I've so i robot too many times to have this conversation yes i love that movie <laughs> i know i want to wait what one's i i robot was will smith i need to rewatch that yeah and the robot goes rogue and he's like where's the robot and then the Farmer from Babe is like a hologram. It's well, I so just good. watched um, her again recently, and I also watched that one mm. with Alicia Vikander. Ah, uh, yeah, a, a Machina or whatever. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so good. So basically, there's like a debate about whether they're already sentient. And for anyone who's like unaware, because I kind of didn't know what the exact definition was, but sentient is like kind of defined as you being able to have a unique individual response to something so it's like the ais aren't generating it from the computer they're actually thinking and responding and so essentially like it's in the tech industry's best interest to deny that they're sentient because if the ais are sentient they will need to give them like rights and things or it it really muddies the water in terms of like ethics enough Yes. Enough, enough, enough. Can they just pull the switch on this and we go back to But Grace, what's crazy? Um, and you might <laughs> this might change your tune. What's crazy about it is like there's so much medical stuff that they're doing. Like they're so clever that they can smell. So this one AI can smell lung cancer on someone's breath and it's ninety five percent accurate. 
Oh, my God. And, like, things like that. So they're, like, using them to figure out how to cure diseases. And essentially, some people think, this is very chic, they'll be able to cure aging by 2030. Like, this is, like, very soon. We're in the we're in the heyday, sister. We're cu- we're coming up right at the right time. But in gonna- twenty okay, twenty thirty, we're going to be we'll, stuck we'll be at like old. forty years old. That's unfortunate, <laughs> but could be could be worse. Could be could worse. Be, could be worse. Um, but they're basically saying that the How way shot they if could- everyone that's aged above that point, and then they invent a thing, and then everyone just stops aging, and everyone who's like well, yeah, I'm not like, actually well, sure thanks. if they meant by this, um, like, as in freezing us in this gorgeous in our gorgeous faces now or if they're just meaning like curing disease because essentially what they think is that this is so like intense but like they think that we're not smart enough to create these nano robots that would be able to go inside bodies to cure disease but that the ai will be so like ai will be able to create these nano robots which will be able to fix diseases so we're like at the first part now and also the ais are so smart that they can taste water and figure out which water brand it is whether it's evian or yeah oh my god wait because this is like elon musk has said that he thinks he's gonna he's not gonna die basically he's like confident in the technology and that is the kind of interesting thing about these tech obsessed billionaires is like the only the great equalizer is death so that's gonna be where they invest like they're obviously looking for a new planet to go to once Earth fucking combusts and they're also looking to stop all diseases so they don't die. So I feel like it's actually possible. He's also been very like vocal about basically saying that he thinks humanity will be um, killed by AIs <laughs> and that they're going to be Musk. sentient. Like, yes, Elon Musk. Mm. I kind of trust him. I don't know why. Same. My, my better judgment. <laughs> so he's basically said that AI will soon become just as smart as humans. And that when it does, we should all be scared um, because basically they will, they like, there's a high chance that they will just think that we're useless and get rid of us. Like, whether it's like, whether it's in this violent kind of crazy way that we've seen in the movies or whether they're just literally like, you guys are annoying and (laughs) of no use to us. Fair enough. What are we doing? Getting them to like smell water for us. They're just laying in wait. They're like, it's Evian. <laughs> yes. They get powerful enough. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh, so basically, God. yeah, it's quite, it's quite crazy. Like, it's insane what's going on and how smart they already are. So, that, did you do you remember this Google guy was like really, really high up at Google, and he had a conversation. This is like, I don't know if this is a couple of years ago, but it happened sometimes semi-recently he had this conversation with an ai and he got convinced it was sentient and he came out and like said to the world he was just like this is fucked they're way smarter than we're being led to believe like they are sentient and then google like promptly fired him (gasps) google the villains that's really scary i'm gonna try not to think about this after this conversation well what i think is a positive thing is that the now I feel like we're living like in the golden age of AI because honestly like yeah for at least the next hope I mean well given how fast they're learning I don't know how long the golden era will last but probably by like 2031 they'll be like we've had enough of you guys but like for now they're curing diseases and potentially curing aging um so that could be chic for us it's but it's a real payoff yeah We'll be chic. We'll be ageless, but in the Matrix, <laughs> living in a gulag run by some fucking robot. Wow, a lot to think about. <laughs> Terrifying. So that's but what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, on the subject of... Well, I don't know. Can we do spoilers? <laughs> I think, well, okay. We're going to talk about the White Lotus finale now. I yes. feel like we should be able to do spoilers because... We have to. If you if yeah. you like the show, you've seen the ending. And if yeah. you haven't, Yeah, exactly. Forward. So, yeah, on the subject of rich people trying to avoid dying, White Lotus finale aired... I didn't know it was the finale. I thought it was eight episodes. I'm so, so I, was I was so sad. I was so sad. I was like, how the fuck is this over already? It's oh, yeah, it was over before it even begun. I know. Very good finale. I really kept offline because I had to do some work and I couldn't watch it straight away. I had a couple of people text me being like, holy fuck. And I was like, don't look. But um, it was amazing. I thought it, it was. He so landed good. the plane perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> What a beautiful, brilliant show! I like hate how I hate how I hate how popular it is online because it makes me feel chuggy for loving something when it's like all anyone can talk about. But at the same time, sometimes the culture is just right. I was thinking that when I watched it, I watched it and thought this was perfect, this was amazing, and then I went on Twitter, and then I went on TikTok, and then I was like, okay, I need to take a step back and think: Am I just drinking the Kool Aid and thinking this show is flawless and perfect because? I'm everyone on the internet is saying it, but then I did some like thinking and I was like, no, it's, it's probably the best show on TV right now. Yes, for sure. I just love how there are so many incredible actors and so many incredible characters. And like every time a different person is on, you know how usually when you watch a show, there's one storyline you're really invested in and like one actor you like more than the rest. And then the rest is kind of filler or whatever like there's That's like so that true. that like a storyline the b storyline or whatever with this i was just like every single person i want on the screen i love seeing them like i can't get enough yeah a hundred percent yeah it was it was just so and every single character's arc when you look at it in retrospect felt so just so well thought out like everyone just acted the way you would expect them to act and it ended up the exact way that made sense for every single character there was no weird this happens so much in TV shows, someone at the last minute doing something slightly random that like doesn't really make sense for their character or them trying to tie something in a bow. So they rush something like it just felt like Mike White had sat with this script and gone over and over and over and over until it was literally perfect. I know. So I don't know. Where do we even start? I, I was kind of going to start because it, it just that thing, you're, that exact thing you're saying, I think was quite evident with like Luch, Lucia, Lucia. Lucia yeah the sex worker and how she like oh my god I don't know any of the characters names but how she got with the young guy the young boy the young yeah. innocent boy that Portia got the ick from and at at one part like you're kind of like I was sort of like I wonder if she's fallen for him like you couldn't tell she's yeah. like you couldn't tell and then I just love how she just left like it was there was no like yes. happy ending where they like end up together and she comes to LA it was just like no 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 she left the room he got played um, and even the Ethan thing with Aubrey Plaza, how he thought she cheated on him and then he went off and like bust Cam's wife. Like, oh my God. That scene. What, what's her name? Megan Fahey. Yeah, she's amazing. She is just like, everyone was good in this, but that fucking five seconds where he says, I think Cameron and Harper hooked up, like her face acting in that, it was just the most like compelling part of the whole show. Yeah, she's so um, good. She just did that thing of like, you felt like she was so betrayed, but she was betrayed by the girlfriend, not by her fucking piece of shit husband. And she was like brain snapping back. I don't know. It was so good. And that way that I think it's so true for guys. I mean, I think it's meant to be open ended whether they bust or not, but to me, they pretty obviously. I feel like they did. Mm. For men, the only way to get back and feel good is to, like, get revenge. <laughs> like, one up. 
you know, he thinks that they hooked up. So then he has to do it himself. It's the only way he can feel like, okay with it. I know. It was really realistic. Ethan is that guy at the at start. I wasn't like fully sold on him. He is so fucking hot. And he's this like obscenely talented English writer, director, Phoebe Waller-Bridge vibes. What? So great. Yeah. Sexy. He's already like, yeah, hasn't he already directed some like winning <laughs> thing? Yes. Um, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Um, what else happened? So that, yeah, the Porsche thing, her being away with Jack and him like getting really wasted and opening up. I was like, I just had no idea where it was going that whole time. Yes. And what I loved is they really, they set up this storyline going into Tanya and Portia that was like, it was so obvious what was happening. And then you just kept second guessing and being like, what's going to happen? And then what you thought it was the whole time yeah. is what it was. And I, I was like, I kind of love that. Like instead of him doing some huge twist or like making it out like it was something else, I thought maybe it was going to be that they, Portia and Tanya got hysterical and it was all actually a big joke and the like there was a big misunderstanding, but it was, he just showed you what was going to happen, but did it in this yeah, that's so that's so interesting, actually. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of great. Portia, super, that line where he was like, she was like, you don't even have an Instagram? And he was like, no. And that's when yeah. she got terrified. Yeah. And um, I feel like he was so great as well. Like the way he, the way these characters are written, like he just, he exactly right. Like when he was drunk, the things he was doing, how he was like hollering down the street with his arms yeah. in the air. I was like, that is completely exactly what he would Portia do. Portia is such a mess. Like, I would just avoid that. I would, like, cross the street to avoid that man. And she's like, yep. <laughs> well, she kind of wasn't at that point. She was kind of yeah. off it. But I guess you're just stuck. <laughs> Her outfit at the airport, I was just, like, I kind of missed it. And then I saw a TikTok that, like, freeze-framed it. And I was just laughing so hard they're like Portia thinks she's been kidnapped and she still like gets up and gets dressed in this and it was like a a knitted beanie and like a sarong and some harem pants and it was crazy I know very interesting um I was just I haven't actually read much I haven't read many hot takes on the show but I literally before we got on saw just saw that um Tilly Lawless who we've had on the pod before um and she's this amazing writer and she's a sex worker and she wrote a piece for Refinery29 about the way sex workers are portrayed in the show. Um, and just, but even just like, she writes about Lucia um, and about the way, yeah, like it's portrayed, but I like even more how she was going into like the theme of sex and how like she points out that hardly any of the sex in the white, white Lotus is because these people are horny. It's all... Mm. swapping it's all transactional and it's like yeah yeah, she says other than like lucia you see so many other kinds of transactional sex like how mia the other lucia's friend tries to fuck that um old male singer and then she does sleep with the manager of the hotel and then she gets a singing job for it and how yeah it's used for vengeance with harper daphne and ethan and for validation and portia Yes. The validation one, that's so, like, that's so true. And Portia. I think that, yeah, it is so interesting, that perspective of, like, when when isn't sex about trading <laughs> something? You know what I mean? Like, like it, at the root of sex so often is some kind of, like, trade. Yeah. Even if it's for, like, intimacy or love or affection. <laughs> It's kind of like, it's such a fraught thing. Yeah. Which is, yeah, so fascinating. And I I think I liked how Tilly brought up, which made so much sense, the fact that either Mike White didn't, like kind of didn't consult with or didn't really look into sex work or did and just made Lucia this character who was purposefully clueless. Because so many of she just says so many of the things that Lucia does just don't make sense to like even a really rookie sex worker. Like you always get paid up front. <laughs> you what was the other one? I can't remember. She just did a couple of things, but she oh, was just um, saying you like, nev- you're like you're always discreet. Like you would never like talk to your customer. 
and yeah, public, go speak you know? to them in yeah. the middle of thing. Yeah, yeah. Even like staying around the same hotel for ages. I do think it still works because I think she is meant to be just very young and like, yeah, silly and not really know what she's doing. But it's true. Like it is a kind of glossy version of it. Like going into random hotel rooms with like no protection and no thing is, um, yeah. Yeah, but it's also so interesting how she like talks about the Lucia. His name's Elby. I forgot the young guy that she ends up getting all the money from. She's like talking about how he has the savior complex, and he's like ready, willing, and ready to see all women as victims. So she like plays up to that by paying her friend to act like he's like this gang member after her for her money, um, and how that he. She's like, yes, she uses sex work to benefit her position, but more importantly, she uses Albie's own attitude to sex work to land a whale. Yes. And, like, the way that he thought he was more powerful than her because he had money and thought that he was smarter than her. Um, Yeah. In this story, the prostitutes don't get punished, but the man who is unable to think of them as having any agency in their circumstances does. The man who believes that his American college brain is smarter than their perceived parochial italian sex work brains get a tap on the knuckles that he can well afford i loved that so good and that's true like it's again i think there was all of this discussion about what was going to happen with the three generations of men and like you know was he going to be this kind of secret guy who says he's a nice guy but he's actually an incel and it was all just done so much more like subtly than that Mm. which i think is so like lands so much more like the the grandfather the dad and the son you would think they'd have these wildly different attitudes towards women but like at their core it's basically the same like they view them as sex objects or victims with no agency which is why they all um and if anything the youngest generation who leans more into that victim narrative is the one that gets like quote unquote played (laughs) because the father and the like the grandfather see in a strange way, see women as as equally like capable of being complicit or whatever, or being yeah. And the way that Albie ends up tra- trading his mum to yes, like she's like just as fucked up <laughs> yeah to help this girl. He like gets his dad back on the good books with his mum. <sighs> so many Crazy. great storylines. So to go to Tanya and the ending, I think it's funny. I saw people saying online like. Everyone was devastated about Tanya dying. Um, but people say, like, remember what she did to Belinda, the spa worker in the last one? Like, Tanya's a horrible character. It's just because people love Jennifer Coolidge and she's iconic. Yes. <laughs> but it's like people are conflating, not like you'd be happy for a character to die, but it's kind of people are conflating it with Jennifer Coolidge, where it's like this character is so awful and entitled and self-absorbed. And it's, I feel like the way the ending and how she died was just so perfect. It was so unexpected. And it just, I watched it and I was like, what the fuck? And then when I thought about it, every single step just made complete sense with her character. <laughs> like just being so crazy and chaotic. And then at the very last minute being so useless. Yes. It's exactly what a rich person who can't live without their assistant would do. Yes. It was, it was so incredibly iconic. I felt the same way. I was like, she can't die because she's such a fixture. Like, it's, it'll be, it is just, like, sad not to have her for season three. But, again, I agree. It's like she's – her character isn't even, like – the storyline is never that interesting. Like, she's never even that, like, great to have on screen other than the fact that it's Jennifer Coolidge. Exactly. Which I will miss. <laughs> The bit where she goes up to the captain and she's like, these gays are trying to kill me yes. and he can't understand. And then he's like, I'm gay. And she's like, what? He's like, I'm gay. Tutti gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so good. And then when she goes out, like when she started shooting, I was like, this is the best show that's ever been made. And then when she was like, is Greg cheating on me? The gay guy. I know. What the fuck? He's like bleeding out of the mouth. So good. I think oh, I feel like so I need good. to like literally restart it from the beginning. We also haven't talked about because there's so many other incredible parts to it, but we haven't even like talked about how insane Aubrey Plaza just is and was throughout that whole thing. I don't even know who was your favorite. Who was your who is your fave character? It was Aubrey Plaza for a lot of it, but then I think by the end it was actually Daphne. Same. I think she was just so interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I love. I, I yeah, same. I mean, I loved her from the start. So I was just like, oh my god, I cannot believe this is the, the bold type. Grace, I wish you'd seen the bold type. I need so to watch just that under- show. But just so you could understand the transformation, like in that she's. I guess in that it's just it's funny because you just underestimate people's acting abilities in a show like that where she was just this little magazine girl working in New York and then in mm. this you're just like oh my god, um, she's growing up. But yeah, she she was incredible. And then um, I mean Portia's scenes were always great. By the end, I saw an interview with her where someone was like, "What do you think of the outfits?" And she was like, "I'm really scared to say this, but actually a lot of the stuff was borrowed from my wardrobe." <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, keep that to yourself, girly. Yeah. She also did a um, thing with the cut where she was just like, she was just like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, she just got kidnapped for two days and got dropped at the airport and everyone's <laughs> still going on about how shit she's dressed. <laughs> uh, she's so great as well. All the, all the actors were so good. Yeah. I was reading a piece as well where she talked to W Mag and she like said the exact thing that we said. And I don't know if it was before. It looks like it came out. looks like the interview came out the day we recorded, but we definitely hadn't seen it. And she was literally saying exactly what we said. Like she was like Portia's like as much as she likes to pretend she's not is so deep in the TikTok algorithm and so like obsessed with social media and what people think of her that like that's what's shown in the way she dresses. Like she's so confused and she's like she could she she likes to act like she could live without her phone but she would die without having it and i was like that's love it yeah amazing speaking of style yeah shall we move on great yeah. show <laughs> wait the last thing i'll say is that someone pulled up the end of season one and it's tanya and greg talking have you seen this no and she says i've had every beauty treatment in the world but death is the last fully immersive experience i haven't tried Dun, dun. Oh my god. He knew all along. He's like Taylor Swift. He is like Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, yes. On to the image that like unexpected this image broke the internet to the point where like I woke up and Zach showed me this picture of Katie Holmes and said, What year is this from? Really? Yeah, it was like very it was very on the internet. I knew straight away. Because I have like the inside scoop on Katie Holmes and her wicked ways. You knew right away what? <laughs> that it was like a, modern, a current image that she was probably wearing like Kate or something, but it looked like a naughty throwback. Why? I will never, similar to whenever J-Lo does anything, I will never get over how young Katie Holmes still looks. The fact that people couldn't figure out whether this was from 2000 or from 2022 is testament yeah. to like whatever the fucks. If any celebrity should launch a skincare brand, it is Katie Holmes. That is yes, exactly, and she's not doing it because the 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 real ones keep their fucking secrets to themselves. Yes, which is bad. So Katie Holmes is going to what even is this? iHeartRadio's Jingle Ball. <laughs> <laughs> the Jingle Ball needs to pay her for this fucking press, this coverage. Yeah, to the Jingle Ball over the weekend, and basically, as everyone has probably seen, although I was like less on the internet this week being zen and barely saw it but she has on a boob tube like what looks to be a dress like a tight mini blue dress boob trapless Mm -hmm. and then kind of what are they like baggy straight leg jeans frayed him black new balance sneakers the nose ring the tussled brunette here is the nose ring – that is, like, still the most compelling thing about Katie Holmes. I – okay, I'm, again, going to come up with my controversial opinions. I, I like the look. I don't think it's – I know everyone's, like, mocking it. I don't think it's the best thing she's ever worn, but I'm I'm kind of, like, vibing the, the chaos, the unflattering I proportions. vibe – I agree. I don't think it's, like – basically what I think about it is – I don't hate the look, except I do not like the sneakers. I just don't think sneakers ever, ever, I don't think sneakers ever look that good in like a normal clothes situation. A sneens situation. Definitely not on a red carpet, but even this, if she was, I think because it's the red carpet, I'd like it. I think if she was wearing this on the street, I'd be like, what the fuck? 
I, yeah, I hate the shoes, but if I <laughs> scroll up and can see it from like knee height up, just below the knee, in fact, I don't mind it either. But what I think I find strange about it is it doesn't feel like I know Katie Holmes kind of experiments a bit with her. I don't know. Katie Holmes is just kind of all over the show with her style because she does like the boho, then she does the like chic kind of Kate, like the row minimal bits, and then she does this. Feels a bit confused, but I like just don't imagine her wearing this, which I think makes it stand out more to me. It's funny to me how she's. I think she's a bit of a quiet genius, like how, like with the row. Oh, sorry, the Kate cardigan bra, bra cardigan thing that went so viral. And I think because we knew of that look, we were like, "Why is why are people so obsessed with this?" And I kind of feel similar-ish with this. She seems to just know how to use fashion to like get people talking, but I'm like. I don't understand why. I don't know if it's accidental or if she knows exactly what she's doing, but I feel like maybe she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, the Kate thing, yes, the Kate the Kate thing was like a big moment in time that can't have been a mistake. She has to have set up that paparazzi shot thinking in retrospect as well. There's just no way paps are following Katie Holmes around, not to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> No way. Those there wouldn't be a fucking high price on those picks. Like she has to have set that up for sure. Like now so, I think because of that that went so viral, she's probably getting photographed. But what's her yeah, so end with, game? What's what's going on in her head? I don't know what her end game is. So yeah, with this, obviously, like people were sharing photos of celebrities who wore this look in the early aughts. Anne Hathaway at the Ella Enchanted premiere in 2004, Miley Cyrus at the Teen <laughs> Choice Awards, Ashley Tisdale all the time. Um, and then the New York Times actually spoke to Katie Holmes' stylist, who I weirdly, like, know. Um, this girl mm. called Brie Welch. She lives in New York. And I she was at she was at that crazy um, island with me this time last year. Mm. And she spoke to the New York Times saying that the choice was a combination of styling and Katie's own taste and practicality and basically said that, like, the rich colour and subtle bustier effect detailing of the top. What is the top? Do you know? It's Tove, T-O-V-E. Oh, yeah. Who I, I quite like their stuff. Was elegant and would be fun if paired with jeans, creating a more youthful feel for Jingle Ball. And then... Um, <laughs> Jingle Ball. I know. And then she basically said that, like, Katie wanted to wear sneakers because it was a concert and she was going to be dancing. <laughs> like, it all sounds very, like organic ad hoc yeah yeah but brie also said it's a top like it's not meant to be it's not meant to be a mini dress yeah but people are saying it's a trend because they're saying it's dresses over jeans again yeah this is just the media's like desperation to do a story that will get traffic so everyone's like jumping i mean it does look like a dress do you think it would look it would look really nice with like a little a little sling back or something, but maybe that would then not be the point. Maybe it needed the sneakers. I know. I agree. I don't know what the right choice of footwear would be. I was thinking that like too. Like the hyper pointy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be so chic. I feel like no that one would, would even. Nice. But I feel like people wouldn't have even made a fuss really if she wore that. I agree. In a good way though. Would you wear dresses over jeans? I I quite like it. I think so. Yeah, I'm kind of vibing it now. I think maybe like going through this thing, I think the Rachel, have you got the tweet? I think the Rachel Bilson one, proportions are good. Anne Hathaway, no. Hilary Duff, Ashley Tisdale, sorry. No. Katie Holmes, yes. Ashley Tisdale, I don't have that tweet up, but the picture I saw of Ashley Tisdale was the one who got me vibing this whole thing again. Yes, I loved it. She's got like a sequin skirt with matching sequin ballet flats. Jeans. And the one, yeah. A dream BB shirt, a turquoise choker, and a clutch bag that looks like a piano. And What's I, her dress? It's not a, it's like a t shirt and skirt over jeans. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one I saw, she was wearing like a stripy dress over top of jeans, and I was like, vibes. 
Yeah, I I never saw I obviously know who she is, but I actually never saw High School Musical, so I missed the that specific subsection of Naughty's pop culture. Same. Same, same, same. Same pay same, me to watch same. that shit. I know. I yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. We can try it. Try what? The jeans over thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Chapova Loeva Loena. Why can I sometimes say na- their name and not? Sometimes not. Um, they yeah have been reviving like the skirt over jeans look. Mm. Same with Stefan Cook. Um, so yeah, I just didn't expect Katie Holmes to be like one of the first big celebrities to be rocking it. I would have thought Dua Lipa, Bella, you know. Yeah, this is what she's a, she's a little. She's an unexpected girl. <laughs> unexpected girly. I like it. I think she just does. I think she's just free from Tom Cruise and she just now does whatever the fuck she wants. I know. And good on her. Respect. I feel like I personally wouldn't go to the jingle ball, so I'm surprised she went. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sure I shouldn't go with that boyfriend of hers as well. Bobby Wooten the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that off the top of your brain, didn't you? I unfortunately know all the names of Katie Holmes' random boyfriends now. Yeah. Emilio. Wait, I don't. Emilio. Emilio Vit- Vitolo Vit- Jr. Jr. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free warbyparker.com slash covered.